When you're choosing the victor mindset, it's about being able to recognize where, quote, negative emotions may be arising and then knowing how to handle them that is best suited to you. Hi, friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I am so thrilled to have you here with me today, and I'm really excited for today's topic. I think that this could definitely be a controversial topic, but I really hope that the way I approach this today is more clarifying than debatable. Um, And I just want to dive right into it. So we're talking about the victim versus victor mindset. And before I even say anything in reference to this conversation, I want to be very clear up front. There are certain things that we are a victim of, and I can certainly and will always advocate for this, that we can be a victim of circumstances that are out of our control. However, for the most part, I do believe we are in the driver's seat of our lives and we control what happens around us and what happens to us based on actions we take and the way we think. And that's really what I want to talk about today. So like I said, I just want to make sure that we're all coming into this podcast with a very open mind and with the very clear understanding that when I talk about victim, I'm talking about someone with the mindset of everything is happening to me, life is happening to me, you know, not a victim of a crime or a perpetration because those are actual circumstances in which we are victims of and they are almost always out of our control and I don't ever want to take any anything, any significance away from a situation like that. But that's all I'm going to say on that because I just want to make sure, like I said, that we're all going into this podcast with a very clear mind. Um, and, and I really would will you and encourage you to be very open to this podcast and to the words that I'm saying in the conversation that you and I are holding today because when I first started learning about the victim versus victor mindset, I was not very open to the conversation um, and it was still definitely in a phase of my life where I did feel like a victim of so much. Um, And then once I started healing that, that's when a lot of that really changed. So just be very open to this. Um, And as always, I'll say this again at the end, but I'll, I'll clarify this as well at the beginning. If you have any further additional questions about this subject or anything you'd just like to chat about with, you're always welcome to message me on Instagram or contact me via the contact page on the website, however you feel necessary. If you want to discuss this further, I'm always open to that. But anyways, let's just dive right in. I think this is a pretty obvious model of thinking that a lot of us can refer to when we know someone or know a situation or anything. And I've been aware of this before. I knew that, especially in college, after Joshua died, I know that I was in a position where I thought I was a victim a lot of circumstances, but I had never actually like I would say maybe sat down and thought of it in the context of victim versus victor. I am a victim of my life versus the victor of my life. 
until obviously a lot of that changed when I started going through my intentional journey. I I started changing my mindset. I started growing and healing and adapting my spirituality and practicing manifesting and et cetera. And, you know, all of that kind of naturally changed, but I had never yet given it thought to how I had thought of and how I think of the circumstances of my life being that I am not a victim of my life. I am the victor of my life and I have the power over my emotions to decide how a situation makes me feel. Now, I will say this. It has taken a lot, a lot of healing and acceptance to come to this mindset given the factors of my life that include trauma. So the death of my brother, my dad attempting suicide, even my assault. That's definitely something I was pointing to at the very beginning, saying that we we are victims of certain crimes and perpetrations. I did not invite someone to physically harm me, and I was the victim of that. However, my clarification on these things, and I understand that this is a process, and I'm not saying you need to be there, but this is a place you can get to, is that I am no longer a victim of that moment in my life. I am no longer a victim of the emotions that I felt in the moment. I am no longer a victim of the scarcity, fear, anger that I felt while being assaulted and months after. I am no longer a victim of those circumstances. That does not change the fact that I was a victim of that crime. I am just no longer allowing it to shape my life. So I hope that offers a little clarity. So anyways, back to kind of how I got into this. So several months ago when I started EFT, Valerie recommended a book to me called Mind Change. And if you don't know who Valerie is, she is my EFT practitioner. And she was on the podcast just a few episodes ago, not too long ago. I highly recommend going to listen to it. It's been a very, very popular episode. But anyway, she recommended this book to me called Mind Change, and it's by a woman named Heather McKean, and it's about not even EFT. It's about combining the best practices of EFT, EMDR, traditional talk therapy, all of these different mind healing techniques, taking the best practices from each, kind of like plucking cherries from a tree and applying them to her method of healing your mind called mind change. So the book is in two parts. The first half of the book is all about teaching us about the mind and just kind of going through how the mind works with a lot less technical jargon than you, you know, I guess maybe be used to or think that would be in there. She goes through what you need to know about the mind, so neuroplasticity, the NLP, things like that. But those are things very relevant to our spiritual journey, right? And she's talking about the way the brain is set up, the prefrontal cortex, the amygdala, how that works, and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, she it's certainly, let me me just say this, it 100% certainly never gets boring, to the point where why do I need to know like this little part of my brain functions this way? You know what I mean? So anyways, that's the first half of the book. And the second half of the book is her explaining the, the model of mind change and how it functions. So that's a story for another day. What I want to focus on is the first half of the book. In the very beginning of the book, I think it's chapter three. 
she goes into the victim versus victor model of thinking or mindset. And it was one of the most enlightening chapters of a book I have ever read. And let me also remind you, I was an English major in college. I have read well over a thousand books in my life. I worked at Random House reading manuscripts. I easily read over 200 books in the span of my college career. I have read hundreds of books and I have never (laughs) read a book that like my jaw was just on the floor the entire time like this was. It's incredible because I think everyone could walk away from reading this with the exact same reaction. It feels like she is writing about my life to me. Like I am reading about past ways of functioning and past ways of behavior that I can now recognize now that I'm removed from those situations. And it is incredibly fascinating. I will most certainly include the link to this book in the show notes. I I genuinely believe, and I say this in Friday's blog as well, I genuinely believe that if every person in the world read this book, we would be living in a much, much different world. But it is available to us, and I highly recommend reading this. I truly believe it will not only change your life, but it will also change the way you look at your past, the way your past functions in your life, therefore the way you look at your present and your future. So anyways, now that we've got a very nice long-winded introduction out of the way. So I want to talk about the victim mindset first. And again, I'll clarify when I'm saying victim, this is most certainly for the people that go about their lives thinking everything in the day is happening to them. They step on a piece of gum. Oh my God, I ruined my shoes. Or they lose $5. Or the subway train is late or whatever. You are a victim of those circumstances rather than happening for you. The victim model is very, very difficult to understand and grow out of because the thing about our culture, especially American culture, is that we place a lot of shame or we believe there is a lot of shame around emotions that feel very vulnerable. So when you're angry or upset or sad or hurt or depressed, so many people feel shame about those emotions because We are taught, especially, again, I'll say in American culture, men are very much so taught that those emotions should be hidden. They're private. They're not to be discussed. And this is why so many conversations around depression and especially depression for teenagers or conversations around mental health issues in general are so stigmatized because people fear other people talking about vulnerable emotions. And I've kind of reached at this in my grief podcasts when I talk about, especially in the very beginning of my brother passing away, like people had no idea how to react to me, just even being around me. I remember coming back to school and so many of my friends that knew, like not like close friends, you know, more acquaintances or just people I had classes with, so many of those people that knew what happened had it was just like the most awkward interaction ever they had no idea how to look at me talk to me no idea what to say so it's not that people are doing this maliciously or out of intent to hurt you or want to help you bury those feelings it's just that I think and this is a much bigger conversation obviously but 
and you know this has been argued in so many mental health journals and conversations around the subject that it's not a talked enough su- talked about enough subject that when it is talked about again it's very stigmatized it's very taboo to talk about still sometimes when we feel such raw vulnerable emotions and the victim mindset goes really hand in hand with that because it's a very shameful vibration to exist in right and as we've discussed so many times before shame is the absolutely lowest vibration that we can exist at when we feel shameful about our emotions you are actively telling your subconscious one you shouldn't feel this way and two it's not okay to feel this way and so often our coping mechanism for the feelings of shame is to pretend that they don't exist so we cover them up we pretend that we're happy we pretend that everything's okay and then we go on with our lives existing in a constant state of high and low and really a constant state of basically a fight or flight where if those feelings kick in and you're suddenly feeling shameful, you need to flight those feelings and just pretend they don't exist or fight against them. And obviously, the context of every spiritual conversation and an intentional living conversation that we have will always be, it's not necessarily that you need to go to every person you know and talk to them about these feelings. However, the first step and the most important step to take is always acknowledging every feeling you are going through. If you are feeling shameful, my best recommendation, and I know I talked about her book a couple podcasts ago, several podcasts ago, but Gabby Bernstein talks about this in her book, Happy Days as well. The best thing we can do with a vibration as low as shame is to recognize it, welcome it, attempt to like have a conversation with the side of you that is feeling shameful to understand and get to the root of the shame. It's not, you know, and this is so much about like the EFT conversations that we have. The shame you're feeling now, let's say it's maybe you got fired, right? That shameful feeling has resonance for every moment in your life where you've felt the same emotions about getting fired. So the first time you ever felt embarrassed or the first time you ever felt like a failure, all of those times associated with shame, you're now, if you're getting fired at, let's just go with 22, you're now feeling shameful about every moment in your life that you've felt similar emotions. Now, you may not be actively thinking about this, you know, it's likely that you're not, but each time we feel a quote negative emotion that we haven't tapped around the roots of the original scenario it existed in you're going to feel growing emotions that that feel heightened because it has so many facets to that emotion so many experiences that you've had that contribute to that emotion i hope that kind of makes sense so anyways shame and the victim mindset go again like i said very hand in hand And I want to also be clear, again, something that I need to say about the victim mindset is if if this sounds like you, I want to very much so offer a lot of compassion in the subject in the way of it's not likely that you're choosing to feel victimized every day. The thing with basically just what I said about shame is if you 
begin to feel victimized by circumstances of your life or you have one catalyst for feeling victim. So again, a, a big T trauma really. And you kind of dive into this period in your life where you feel again, like a victim of so many of your circumstances. It's not that you're choosing to feel this way. However, just in the same way I've talked so many times about when we practice positive emotions, we rewire our brain to understand this is how we should feel. It's the same thing. When you practice negative emotions, even not actively practicing them, you're not waking up saying, I'm going to feel shameful today. When you practice these emotions in your subconscious, feeling shameful, I am embarrassed about losing my job. I feel like a failure. When you practice saying those things to yourself, you are continually contributing to that feeling of shame and in the same way, the feeling of being a victim. So if you're, again, like I said, let's say that you had one major catalyst for victimization, the mindset of being a victim in your life. And let's say that it was something, again, you were truly a victim of a perpetration or a crime. You could, without doing proper healing work, without doing proper, doesn't have to always be EFT, whatever works for you, talk therapy, EMDR, et cetera, the laundry list of options. If you don't go through a period of attempting to heal, the emotions around the victimization and the perpetration, you will continually find ways, and I should say, I'm sorry, your subconscious will continually find ways to feel victimized because that is now the mindset you are practicing. And again, I'll stress, this is not an active thought you're having. You're not waking up, and I'm not saying you're waking up thinking, okay, time to be a victim today. Let me make sure that every circumstance in my life today makes me feel like a victim. So instead, like I said, those simple examples earlier, let's say, you know, a week ago you had a really big catalyst for, you know, that shifted your emotions and made you feel this way. And then today you're running to the subway, you're already running late, your alarm didn't go off or ran late or you slept through it. And then you miss the subway and you show up late to work or you spilled your coffee on yourself or whatever. All of these things are just going to basically snowball into one big consuming thought of my life is crap. I am the victim. Why why are these things happening to me? Why me? That's really what it's going to turn to, right? And I, I, you guys all know what I'm talking about. We've all been there where you wake up on that wrong side of the bed and then it seems like every single moment something is going wrong and you're just by the end of the day, you're like, how the hell did I get through this day? It was just complete crap, right? We all, we've all had those days and those days are perfectly normal and perfectly okay. But to feel that you are the victim of your life, this is really where I'm driving this podcast finally is to place the power outside of you. So this is really the the big message for this podcast for the day. When we feel victim of something, and I want to go back to my assault example because I do feel I can speak on this subject since I was assaulted. To give a little background and context, the assault was very shortly after my brother died. It was maybe... Four months after Joshua passed away and a lot was happening in my life. I was in no position to understand my emotions, nor was I anywhere near willing to. 
And I remember, and I've, I've said this to countless people, I remember the main, I would say, I guess, emotion I had around my assault was pure anger, rage, complete rage. I was not only obviously very angry with the man who did this to me, but I couldn't believe that the universe, this is what I told myself, the universe put me through that right after Josh. I was like pissed with the whole world. I was beyond rageful. I just couldn't believe, you know, I kept thinking to myself, how the hell is this happening to me? Like, why me? Is there any more I could go through? You know what I mean? Those questions that we've all asked ourselves for months, like months, I was enraged by this situation. I wouldn't talk about it. I wouldn't tell people about it. It wasn't sad or scary as much as as much as it made me just completely enraged. And I most certainly was strolling around the streets of Manhattan with the mindset of how the fuck does this shit keep happening to me? Like, what did I do in a past life to bring on this kind of karma, right? So I, I, I'm sure that almost everyone listening to this podcast can very much relate to a lot of those thoughts and a lot of those sentiments. And I also felt so much shame for those emotions because again, something that we do as compassionate human beings is think, and I've had this conversation with probably every client I've ever had, so many of my friends, and I talk about this as well, I make this point in the grief podcast as well, we argue to ourselves where there, well, there are people with worse lives, so I can't feel bad about the life I live because at least I have privilege, at least I have money, at least I have a roof over my head. And we think that those things somehow take away from the trauma. Let me be very clear. They do not. In feeling that anger, in feeling that pure rage, I was placing the power completely outside of myself. I was giving power to circumstances. I was giving power to the man that committed a crime against me. I was giving power to everyone and everything except myself. Like I said in the beginning, when you are a victim of something as major as that, I was, you know, technically a victim of my brother's death. I lost a human being. However, like I said, you have the power to overcome the emotions associated with any victimization you feel. So I eventually realized, and when I say eventually, this was years later, again, the same time I'm going through my healing journey, I realized I was one choosing to no longer feel the victim of that crime. And that allowed me to take the power back. It allowed me to place the power I gave basically to the universe and karma and this man and this crime and take it all back and place it within me. I was no longer going to be a victim of those emotions. And when I say that, I also mean when you're choosing that route, when you're choosing that avenue, the road definitely more arduously traveled. It doesn't just mean you're waking up and saying, nope, I'm no longer feeling these things. I choose to like unsubscribe to these thoughts. As much as that's great and it is a good way of thinking and it's a good practice to have in your mindset, that doesn't actually 
remove the victimization you may feel until you actually heal those feelings. And again, this is where EFT will come in. I am working with several clients on this and it's actually really interesting. I recently just signed a client who is almost my mom's age, but she came to me because of grief, because of my grief podcasts and said she would love to work with me because she also lost a brother. It's very interesting the way our conversations unfolded because it basically, at the very beginning when I was getting to know her, it basically just felt like she was speaking back to me so much of the experience that I had felt and the victimization and the anger and guilt and just all of the emotions I felt around a lot of the traumas that I've experienced. So when her and I started working together and started utilizing utilizing EFT, the shift in her mindset was almost immediate. And this has gone for all of my clients. So when we are choosing to unsubscribe from an emotion, I am no longer going to feel shame. You guys all are aware that that does require a lot of healing, a lot of not even just acceptance, but a lot of admittance. You have to be willing to be completely honest with yourself about why you're feeling these emotions, where you're feeling them, how they're affecting you, how they're affecting your emotions every day, how they're affecting decisions that you make. These traumas have so much power over us because we're human beings. We feel emotions. That doesn't always have to be the case. It's okay, and I don't ever want to take away from the process of healing a trauma. And I actually just had this conversation with a friend the other day who, again, has also lost her brother And it's been two years and she texted me out of the blue and was just like, I am so over my grief. I don't know how to handle this. And I'm just like, my immediate response to her was, it is okay to feel sad. It is okay to feel completely depressed and alone and sad. However, you have to know how to pull yourself out of those emotions. You have to know how to heal them. You have to know how to address them. But I don't ever want to take away from the process that it truly involves healing because just like with EFT, you have to go to the depths of those emotions, the depths of your fear, shame, embarrassment, guilt, sadness, regret, anger. You have to go to as as much as you can feel those to start healing them. You have to feel it to heal it. Something that I want to make sure you guys are taking away from this podcast is understanding that To shift yourself from the victim to victor mindset requires a lot of honesty and a lot of openness and a lot of acceptance. You have to be able to be completely honest with yourself about the actual emotions you're feeling. You have to be open to healing them and feeling them. And you have to be okay with going through this process to get to the other side. And that is where we get to the victor mindset. Now, on the blog, I talk about the victor mindset as a choice we make, and it certainly is. Like I said earlier, the same way you're not waking up each day saying to yourself, okay, let's you know exist in a feeling of shame. I'm going to be the victim today. You can wake up and choose to believe this is going to be a great day. I am choosing to have a great day. However, when you make those choices, it doesn't mean 
going through circumstances, potential unpleasant circumstances throughout your day and just pretending they don't exist. Choosing the victor mindset also requires a very strong level of personal emotional connection. And when I say that, what I mean is that let's say, you know, you are choosing this mindset. And I would like to argue that this is definitely something I'm working on every single day. And something that I have a big issue with is patience. And I'm trying to show up differently for myself in ways that allow me to have more patience. So I'll just give you a really simple example. The other day I was going to yoga and I signed up for this really amazing yoga studio in the city. I'm totally in love with it. It's hot yoga, kicks my ass, it's amazing. But when I go to the early morning classes, because I'm in Jersey City, the path train doesn't run as quickly and as often in the morning. And so I obviously I know this and I give myself a really good amount of time to get to the yoga studio in the mornings when it's pretty early, especially on like a Saturday or Sunday. So I left with like 45 minutes to go and I get right to the subway station and the train is taking off right as I get down there. And it says like 12 minutes till the next train. And I'm just like, my immediate reaction was to get really pissed off. But then I looked at it and I was like, maybe there's a reason I'm not on the train. Is it a really big deal? No, I know I still have plenty of time. I'll make it. It's, it's all going to work out just as it should. I'll be fine. And I just kept telling myself, it's not a big deal. There's no reason to get upset because I am also the type of person whose habitual behavior in the past was to let one thing in my day upset me and then it would snowball out of control like I was talking about earlier, where if I have something bad happen in the morning or something annoying happening in the morning, the whole day is already just like gone to shit. You know what I mean? So I kind of talked myself down out of it. But I wasn't walking around plastering a fake smile on my face pretending, oh, this is amazing. I'm like, you know, I don't know. That's kind of a weird example. But I think you guys get what I'm saying. I hope you do. So when you choose the victor mindset, it's also about, like I said, strong emotional connection with yourself in the way that you can recognize, this is what I'm pointing at, the way that you can recognize where maybe, like I said, that kind of past habitual behavior would arise and then be able to kind of talk yourself down out of it. No, this is fine. This isn't a big deal. Is this ruining my life? Put a little raindrop in the bright beaming sun that is my day, but it doesn't have to, you know, make it poor. (laughs) So when you're choosing the victor mindset, it's about being able to recognize where, quote, negative emotions may be arising and then knowing how to handle them that is best suited to you. So maybe you start tapping in the moment or like I did, you just kind of have a little pep talk with yourself. Maybe you do something fun, like listen to music, have a little dance party. I I don't know, have a nice glass of water. I don't know, whatever works for you. So that's what's really critical and important to know about the victor mindset is that when you're choosing this way of thinking, it's not because you're being fake about it. In fact, it's because you're being wildly real and honest with yourself you're showing up for yourself in ways that you perhaps haven't in the past and that requires full honesty with yourself so I really hope that all of that makes sense like I said if you guys have more questions about this I would love to have conversations with you guys I love when you guys reach out about the podcast and 
offer feedback. It means so much to me. I can't believe it's already been half an hour. I feel like I was totally in the zone for that podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation. You guys are amazing and you know the spiel. I'm wrapping it up quickly today. I love you all dearly and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.